Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Jim. Hi, I'm Jim. I'm a compulsive overeater, etc. I uh, let's see. I I brought pictures, so uh, we'll just go ahead and start those right around. So I um, I always get a kick out of the picture part of OA. I I I'm not I'm I've been I've been in OA for 21 months. Oh, well, actually not 21 months. I'm sorry. I've almost been in for 20 months. So I've got 20 months of abstinence, and. Um, I got here, I think, on uh, it was uh, January second, um, two thousand eighteen, and uh, since then I I I came in at two eighty seven, and I'm now at uh, one ninety five. So I've had a uh, ninety two pound weight loss, uh, which I'm incredibly grateful for, and um, I uh, I have a sponsor, uh, who's Tim Tim C. And uh, Tim's got a sponsor, and we work a sober eating program uh, that uh, gives me a lot of direction and uh, uh, answers a lot of the questions that, that I that I might I might have. But getting back to the pictures, I, I I've also been, uh, and I don't I know we're not supposed to talk a lot about our cross addictions and all this other stuff, but this is my story. So um, I've been sober uh, for 32 years, and so. Uh, I always I, I spoke at, a, at a, an AA thing a little bit ago, and uh, I, I, I told everybody we should really be bringing out pictures when we do our AA pitches because wouldn't that be cool to just see you know just how demoralizing it really was and because you know uh, I think sometimes in, in OA you know, I'll look at somebody in OA and I'll go. Oh, that's no way that guy was 100 pounds overweight, you know? And then he pulls out his picture, and I go, jeez, I can't believe that guy, you know? It, um, and it, it does give you a lot of hope. Um, you know, the, the thing for me, I've lost weight before. I've lost weight lots of times. I just don't keep it off, you know? Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm addicted to food. You know, I love food. And it's, uh, it was my very first addiction. Yeah, and uh, so... Um, I'm very grateful that uh, Susan asked me, uh, although I am a little nervous. I, um, I've only got 20 months in this program, and, um, and it, you know, the, the, the credits don't cross over, you know. The, um, some of the knowledge on the steps do cross over, you know. I mean, you, you, somebody else will be talking about something. You, could, you might be able to argue a point in the big book a little bit better than a, a regular newcomer, but the fact of the matter is, is that... Um, you know, I've got 20 months, and, and I'm grateful to have the 20 months. And, and uh, the other the other thing is another thing, you know, as far as that goes. Um, so I just sort of start off. I'm I'm um, I'm the uh, tenth child of 11. Uh, good Catholic. Well, we were a Catholic family anyway. The the old uh, the old birth control thing was uh, was was in no birth control was in place and my parents always told me that I was the only one that was unplanned 
I, I actually know they said I was the only one that was a surprise. So I'm not sure how to take that. But I, um, so we, I grew up in this, this family, very, very large family, Catholic schools. And um, my father was a, uh, you know, practicing alcoholic. My mother was a, um, uh, was an untreated Al-Anon. Um, she uh, was also a compulsive overeater. She was a foodie. Uh, she loved food. Um, and the way that we kind of grew up was we were in this sort of, we grew up in this, this very, um, in a lot of ways, a very fun household because um, there were, actually one had died, uh, one of the kids had died early, early on. So they were really, I grew up in a family of 10 because I never knew that, that uh, brother. But, um, so I grew up in this family of 10. I'm number nine at that point. I have one younger brother who everybody just loved. And um, so um, it's a very dysfunctional home, you know. But at the same time, it is like the most enjoyable place in the world because it's completely undisciplined, you know. Uh, by the time we, by the time I came along, everybody was sick of helping people with homework, right? Um, they really didn't uh, get you to bed on time. Um, there wasn't a lot of, you know, we, we'd come home. My mother's way of dealing with it, uh, my father, because of his drinking uh, and, his, and his gambling and his other stuff that he did, um, he wasn't home a lot either. Uh, he owned a business, but a lot of times there were cash flow problems, things like that. So the way that my mother dealt with that is that... Um, she got a job working 3 to 11 at the Water and Power. Uh, so by the time I got home from school, she was at work. And so I was being raised by these older brothers and sisters, so it was a little bit like being raised by wolves, you know. <laughs> and and the, way we, the way we fed 10 people was we fed them really crappy food. So a uh, lot of best foods mayonnaise, you know. Uh, so a lot of mayonnaise, a lot of white bread, a lot of uh, Vienna sausage sandwiches. That was a big treat, you know, on um, on Fridays because we couldn't eat meat back in the old days. On Friday, uh, if you were Catholic, we'd have chopped olive sandwiches, or we'd have you know egg salad sandwiches. We'd have baked spaghetti with you know bread and butter, and just I mean just like the crappiest food you could ever imagine, you know. So on my birthday, I would always have uh, I would always have chicken and dumplings, right? So now today, as an abstinent person in a way, can you imagine eating chicken and dumplings like all the time? You know, I mean, they're, they're um, not on my food list now. And um, so I grew up, I, and so there were, we were all a little overweight, but I was really overweight. You know, I had, I had another sister uh, who, uh, uh, Mary Jo, I'll break, break her anonymity there, she'll love that, uh, who was also <laughs> very overweight. And, uh, and so Mary Jo and I were the two that were overweight, you know. And um, I didn't like it, you know. I mean, I always, always, from the time I was a little tiny kid, you know, I was just roly-poly. I was, I was, I was cute. If you see pictures of me, I was very cute. But I was, um, you know, I always had a smile on my face, but I always looked like, you know, I, I, I you know, I was just overweight, you know. Um and I and I remember from the early stage just feeling terrible about it. Um, I, I remember getting into um, first grade at the at the Catholic school, and and of course you know the the uh, teachers, the, the lay teachers, the ones that aren't nuns, they were mean too. Um, 
And so I had, uh, I'll break her anonymity. Her name was Mrs. McGrail. Uh, so hopefully she's she some of her, I hope one of her grandchildren is in OA and say, oh, my, my grandmother was a uh, first grade teacher who called Jim, who, who called Jim Y uh, in first grade, that's so Finnegan, which is a name that um, I didn't think it was very funny at the time. She thought it was hilarious, and uh, and everybody else in the classroom thought it was hilarious. And so for years, you know, if, if somebody really wanted to get to me, they called me Fatso Finnegan, right? Um, you know, I remember that I was, uh, I loved sports. I loved baseball. So I started playing baseball when I was uh, eight years old, and um I was pretty good at it because I'm an obsessive guy. You know, I'm a, uh, I, I'm a, I have an obsessive compulsive uh, personality by, you know, just that's just the way I am. I, I get into something, I get into it. So, and I had a, a, an older sister who played a lot of baseball. And so we would, we would just play catch and, and play baseball almost like nonstop. So, um, so I was a pretty good little ball player. But um, if you look at my pictures, I mean, they, I, I had, I was huge. You know, I barely fit in this uniform. And then when I got into Little League, when I got to be, I remember I was 10 years old, and um, I was big for my age, but I was very, very uh, overweight, and they had to order a new uniform for me, right? Which is embarrassing. I'm running around, all the other kids are in their uniforms, I'm not in my uniform yet, because they had to order it special for me. They had to order me a special one when I was 12, right? Uh, I started dieting when I was 12. Uh, I might have been younger. I remember running around the block. I remember uh, trying to watch my food. Um, uh, always very aware of the fact that I was, you know, bigger than the other kids. Always wanting to be like the other kids. Um, you know, I would want to eat correctly. I would want to eat, not eat so much. Um, but I would eat a lot anyway. And so my first addiction in life was, you know, was food. Um, the other, the, the, and I was also a very shy kid. So I mean, when I I, I flunked second grade because um, I talked baby talk, right? I mean, the, the way it works in my family it was very weird. We, my, we had we had a limousine that my father would buy from a mortician every three years when he got rid of his old one. We'd all pile into this this limousine. And my mother is dropping me off for third grade, and uh, she she says, "Jimmy, hold on a minute. I got to tell you something." So I stay. She goes, you're not going into second grade, uh, or into third grade, you're going to go into second grade again, you flunked. And, and that was the day of, that I'm going, and so all my, you know, what friends I did have were, were moving on to third grade, and I go, well, why did I fail? And they go, and she goes, well, because you talk baby talk, right? And the bottom line was, is if they called, my, they called on me in school, um, I couldn't answer them, you know, and I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I was an overweight kid and uh, and had low self-esteem as a result of it, right? So uh, I think I, I, I think that I found in the uh, 12-step rooms that, you know, we're egomaniacs with uh, inferiority complexes. You know, we don't think we're as good as everybody else. But we but we act like we are. Sometimes we think we are. If we have a drink, we certainly do, you know. Uh, or if we, under the right circumstances, we think we're the best in the world, right? So anyway, I... Um, I, I started going to Weight Watchers, you know, back when Weight Watchers was, um, you, know, you, you ate uh, sauerkraut, you ate grapefruit, you, you know, uh, you, you would eat tuna without mayonnaise. I remember doing all that good stuff. 
and I was probably I was probably 13 years old, you know, something like that. Um, my mother was uh, always on diet pills, so I discovered I discovered diet pills at about 13. Um, I think she gave me one actually, um, and so the way I would do it is I would take a diet pill and and uh, I would take them like three days in a row, and I just wouldn't eat anything for three days. So I, I got my weight down, right? So and in ninth grade, I was you know still husky um, in ninth grade, but um, but I wasn't obese like I was, right? So. Um, so that kind of was a pattern of that, right? So then I got into, from, from there, you, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I continued to play baseball at that time, but I got into my, uh, my other addiction, which was alcohol and drugs, you know. So I started smoking pot on a, regular, on a daily basis. I um, started um, drinking on a regular basis. Uh, a, as a result, um, I had gotten out of my... Uh, my shyness, you know, at that point, I mean, right around uh, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I realized that I, I had a sense of humor and I was a smart ass. So I, you know, suddenly I'm this quiet kid in school and then suddenly I'm the, you know, the class clown, right? And, and I think that that happens. I mean, I've noticed that a lot with um, uh, overweight folks. In my case, for sure, I was the class clown. I was the guy that kept everybody laughing. Uh, I was a people pleaser, you know, in order for me to feel good about myself, I had to make sure that you guys felt good about me too, you know, I was a complete reflection of the people around me, if you guys felt good about me, I felt good about me, you know, um, food was still an issue, I mean, I was, I was working at an, at an Orange Julius, or actually it's called the Orange Joe, and, um, and, uh, you know, I was a good cook, you know, I grew up in a family where nobody was there to cook, so we all learned how to cook, and, uh, and uh, turned out I met my wife because she liked to eat. Uh, we met in ninth grade, and she could. She was the skinniest thing you ever saw in your life, uh, and uh, she could eat six meals a day and never put on a pound. You can all hate her. Uh, <laughs> so uh, eat ice cream every day and all that. She'd come over to the Orange Joe, and I and you know I'd give her free food. You know, so um, the other is that um, you know she 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 had a dysfunctional house too, and there was some. A lot of partying that went on between uh, her and I. We met in ninth grade, and you know we've been together ever since. You know, so we just celebrated. I, I, you have to be really careful when you do this. We just celebrated 42 years of marriage, right? 42. Yeah. So, uh, and she's been through all of this crazy stuff for me and you know, with me. And so I, uh, so it, it might. It seemed like in my teen years I wasn't that overweight. You know, I, I thought I was overweight. You know, so I, in my wedding pictures, I remember thinking how fat I was at, at the wedding. I look at my wedding pictures now, and I go, "Geez, I look great." You know, <laughs> but it was a result of, of, of that my my isms had gone into the other addictions, right? And if I needed to lose weight, I'd just take a diet pill. You know, that kind of a thing. So um, we get married. We want to have kids. Um, I start to drink a lot more. Um, I remember that um, my weight came back on. You know. I would, I would go to Weight Watchers, you know, and lose weight at Weight Watchers. I would do all these crazy diets, but then it would always come back again. I would always gain more and more and more. Uh, I remember that um, I was, uh, you know, I, I think that um, when I finally got sober, um, I weighed 274 pounds. And so, you know, I had this job. Um, 
I'd had a pretty good career. We'd had a family business that we lost, and and then I'd gone to work for. I'd started up a business with a guy that that did pretty well, and then I left that business. He uh, he had the audacity to call me an alcoholic, and I told him to go screw himself. How dare he? And uh, so I went to go work in another company, and I did great. You know, had a very good uh, couple of years with those folks. Went to go work for another company after they got wise to me, and uh, they didn't drink at this place, and so. Uh, for me, I was going to lose that job. And so as a result of the fact that I was going to lose a job, that was sort of the thing that, you know, Ann had joined a, a 12-step program to deal with my drinking. Uh, I seemed to think that was a poor reflection of me. I wasn't very happy about it. Um, so, um, uh, you know, I'm, I, don't go into, I don't go into recovery easy. You know what I mean? I don't, I, don't, I don't say, hey, you know, I think I have a problem. I think I'll go to a 12-step program. I, believe me, I did not get to OA. Like, hey, what, what a great idea to go OA, you know. I got here. This was like the last, this was my last choice to get to OA. Absolutely. So I, I, um, I got sober because I didn't want to lose that job, right? Uh, it, you know, my whole ego was tied into my work, you know. And so I, I got sober, and, I, and I've been sober for 32 years. And, I, and the reason that I, 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 I was successful at that is that I had turned my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him. I asked my higher power to relieve me of my alcoholism, right? And God could and would if he were sought, and I was relieved of my alcoholism, Right? And I've had a lot of water under the bridge over the years, and I have never been close to having a drink in 32 years. I've been close to jumping off a bridge, right? I've been close to, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, you know, it hasn't all been perfect, but um, uh, I, I, I haven't, you know, I, that the obsession was relieved, and and so I knew, I knew that there's such a thing as having the obsession relieved. I knew that, right? So um, I, I, I get sober, I'm 274 pounds, and I join uh, Weight Watchers again. And th- by this time, Weight Watchers has the ribbons. And I don't know if you remember the ribbons. And then you, for every 10 pounds, you've got, you got a, a ribbon for, a, for a, uh, I think, 10 pounds, and then you've got a star for every pound after that. And I lost 70 pounds, right? And, of course, I put it back on again, right? Um, and, um, and so here I am, you know. Back up to, uh, you know, I'm back up to even more weight, right? So in 2000, you know, in 2009, um, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in my life. Or actually, 2000, in 2001, a lot of crazy stuff going on. We had, Ann and I had had another baby. We've, we've got three kids, and, and we had a, a third child, Kristen. And she was born with cerebral palsy, and she was severely disabled. And, um, and, it, and that, was a, that was a thing that was, you know, it was a very... Um, very stressful thing. Um, you know, I don't know if I ate more because of it or not. I know that my weight did balloon up, you know, uh, no doubt about that. Um, I remember getting and getting on a diet uh, when Kristen was eight years old, and, you know, I think I lost like 90 pounds on this diet. Um, and I did it, um, I did it while, while she got sick and died, you know, poor little thing. And Kristen died at eight and a half, and I remember I had never been thinner, uh, at the time that, that, that my daughter uh, passed away. And, I'm, and, um, and so I had the ability during stressful times, during difficult times, to lose the weight, but I don't have the ability to keep the weight off, right? So I ballooned up, you know, if I go, I go down, probably it was down to 200, I ballooned up to 333 pounds, 
which is the picture you guys saw there. Uh, yeah, there I am in Hawaii, right? I, the business is good. You know, my work is good. We have money enough to go to Hawaii. And, uh, and, and I weigh 330 pounds, 33 pounds, right? I, could, I, I was, life should have been great if I'd have weighed 180 pounds. I'd have been the happiest guy in the world. Uh, that just wasn't the reality. The reality was is that parts of my life were really, really good, and the weight was really, really bad, right? So I kept trying to lose the weight, trying to lose the weight, and so I, I had good insurance, and I had a gastric bypass surgery in 2009. And I always thought that, you know, I really can't go to OA because of the fact that I had gastric bypass surgery, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're going to think less of me. I mean, really kind of cheating, you know what I mean? Uh, they did it the right way. You know, I did it the e easier, softer way. I, going in and having a surgeon go in laparoscopically and, and rearrange your anatomy mm -hmm. is the easier, softer way, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, but I really thought it was a bad metabolism. If I could just lower the, the amount of food, and and I had gone to I had gone to an AA meeting at Pathfinders in uh, Atwater, and I was with a friend of mine, Quinn, and Quinn was he was a hundred pounds overweight too. And I remember we got to this AA meeting, and we got there, and it, the AA meeting was an OA meeting. And they, oh, I'm sorry, this is an OA meeting, and they I don't know why they thought we were going to go to the OA meeting, but. Um, <laughs> So we get there, and uh, voila, it's an OA meeting, and, uh, and we look at each other, and we had talked about going to OA before, and um, maybe this is a sign, you know, that God wants us to go to an OA meeting, and we thought about it, and there was this, this, uh, this uncomfortable silence for a, for a few seconds, for a little bit, and we both looked at each other, and no, that can't be what God wanted, you know, and we got I think we went out and got something to eat, you know. Um, so there was this reluctance to do OA. And, and, and you would think that I would have gone to OA instead of at least tried OA. I mean, I never even walked into an OA meeting, right? I, got, I was five feet away from an OA meeting, and I wouldn't go in. And I, nobody believes in the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as much as I do. Nobody. It's worked in my life. It's, I live by it. You know, it's, I love the 12 steps. But I can't. I can't walk through that door, right? I mean, how friggin' crazy is that, you know? Um, and I think it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's my disease doesn't want to be dealt with. You know, I have a disease that tells me I don't have a disease, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, I didn't want to quit, give up the food, right? Uh, I didn't think that, I don't know, hell, I'd already given up enough. You know, I gave, I gave up cigarettes at 25. I gave up alcohol at 31. And what, you want me to quit eating too? You know, I just didn't seem quite seem fair to me. So um, get the gastric bypass, lose, you know, lose 120 pounds again, right? Uh, and then eventually, you know, 10 pounds here, 10 pounds there, 20 pounds here. The next thing you know, I'm at 287. 287 pounds. And I've had gastric bypass. And I figured out that I could eat Cheetos, right? And I like Cheetos, right? I could eat Fritos. I could eat this. I, could, I couldn't eat a lot of... Like bulk, I couldn't eat like a lot of meat at one time, but I could eat, you know, uh, potato chips. I could eat, uh, or I could eat and then eat 30, 30 minutes later, or I could eat and eat, 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 eat a meal here, eat a meal there, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I was a little upset about the whole thing, right? So I, I, I wound up in a situation where I, uh, I owned a business, uh, and, um, and it was going badly, um, and I'm all about my work. And so um, I knew I was going to have to 
step it up. I'm probably going to need, you know, I'm thinking I have to get probably get another job, right? And the last thing I want to do is is uh, be 287 pounds out at, at the age of 63 years old and uh, looking for a job, right? So um, I'd like to think that, you know, I'd like to tell you I got here because I came to realize that it wasn't bad for my health. My children thought less of me. It really wasn't fair to Anne, who took pretty good care of herself, uh, my wife. Um, I would like to tell you all those things, but that's not why I came into OA. I came into OA because I was afraid about my work, right? My career was at stake, and I've always had, I've always had that. And um, it was an ego thing, you know? It was, it was, it's a survival thing. And the reason I came to OA, it was like, the, it's, it was the last stop. It was the last place I, I, th I thought to go. So I came in in 2017, January 2nd or 3rd on 2017, and I go to the Studio City meeting, and um, I raise my hand as a newcomer, and um, uh, I get there, and, uh, and of course, they, 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 they're so happy to see you. You know what I mean? We're not that happy to see everybody in AA, right? So everyone's so happy to see you, and everybody wants to talk to you. And, and uh, so I write my name. Unfortunately, I... Fortunately, I wrote my name down on the on the signing sheet, and uh, and so I'm I'm an hour later I'm going to the YMCA and uh, Tim C calls me as an outreach call, and he, and I talked to him for like 15 minutes. I'm thinking, geez, you know, we don't we really don't do that in the other in the program I was coming from. We don't really bug people like that, right? <laughs> and uh, so I I uh, it was great. I talked to Tim a bit, and uh, and then I, I so I hung around. Uh, uh, OA for about uh, for about four weeks, and I lost some weight. Good. And um, I lost some weight, and um, then I got busy, right? I got busy, and I couldn't get to the meetings, and um, and I and you know I didn't stick with it, right? So it, it, here it is. It's it's uh, New Year's again, and I'm having. I, there's no way I can lose any weight. So I I I went ahead back to that Studio City meeting uh, on uh, the day after. Uh, right after the new year, and, um, and I said to myself, if Tim C. is there, I'm going to ask him to sponsor me. You know, I'm hoping he's not going to be there, right? Um, but I didn't want to, you know, asking someone to sponsor you is really making a commitment. I mean, you're making, a, he's, your sponsor is making a commitment to you, but you're making a commitment to that sponsor, right? And I have enough respect for the 12 steps, for this, for the 12 steps meeting, the, the whole program. I mean, I've had the same AA sponsor for 32 years. The guy saved my life. I mean, I love that man. He's, he's, he's I mean, he's the greatest, right? Um, and so, um, so I respect the program. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, right? So uh, sure, sure enough, there's Tim. I asked him to sponsor me. And then he says, well, look, if we're going to do this, you have to come over to my, you know, we need to get together. We're going to go over the program. We're going to do all this other stuff. And then he starts talking about a sober eating plan. And he sees, he sees the O-Readers Anonymous program much like uh, the alcoholic sees the Alcoholics Anonymous pro program, right? So al food, certain foods are alcoholic foods, right? And that we're powerless over food and our life had become unmanageable. Well, you know what? By 2018, I believed that I was powerless over food and my life had become unmanageable. The problem is, is that everybody's got a different, like, food program around here, right? Everybody does their abstinence a little bit differently. But in, uh, in Tim's world, we really don't. Uh, we kind of do it Tim's way, uh, which is sort of, uh, 
which is sort of Adam's way. And, uh, and so we have a group of guys that we do this thing called the Sober Eating Plan. And these guys uh, are, I was even participating in the OA birthday last year. Uh, in, uh, we present the Sober Eating Plan, which is that uh, uh, we, come up with, we come up with alcoholic foods. So my alcoholic, I came up with my alcoholic, I had to come up with like six or seven of them. I thought it was just going to be sugar and flour, right? That I'm just going to put sugar and flour. But no, I had to come up with like, no, you need some more, you know? And so I came up with popcorn, right? Because I love popcorn. I mean, I really like popcorn. And uh, and poor Anne, she can't go to the movies anymore because I can't smell that popcorn. <laughs> and and uh, I, I'm actually, I can go to the movies and, and, and see the popcorn. And I gave up uh, pasta. And I gave up rice. You know, I gave up mayonnaise. I gave up mayonnaise because my son would always, you know, look down on me when I ate mayonnaise, right? But I love mayonnaise, right? And it's probably a good idea to give up mayonnaise. And Tim, and I don't know if you guys have met Tim, but, you know, Tim's a little intimidating sometimes. You know, it's like... Let's, yeah, he, okay, you know him. Right. And so, uh, so sure enough, I come up with this list, so I got my list. And so I, um, you know, I asked God to remove my obsession with food. And my obsession with, with food was removed. Just like it was when I gave up the alcohol, right? And I don't know why, and, and I got to tell you, I think that is such a gift. And because, you know, it's such a blessing, because not everybody has that not everybody has that blessing some people give up to the obsession for food and then it comes back three days later you know I know that I have to work really hard to keep my obsession for food at bay and the way I do that is I go to a lot of meetings I don't give I don't I don't turn down an OA request even if I want to turn it down I treat my OA program just like my AA program right I don't Eat certain foods no matter what. And that's the way I keep that's the way I keep it at bay. When I quit smoking at twenty five, I went to Schick. And he told me about there was a doctor, I think he was called Dr. Skinner. And he did this little experiment with rats, and if he gave them um, they, they they hit a little button, they'd get a pellet, right? So they hit a hit the hit the button, get a pellet, hit the button, get a pellet. And so uh, one rat, they put it in a different cage, he hits the button, he doesn't get another pellet. Right? Hits the button again, doesn't get another pellet. And eventually, he, quit, he quits hitting the button. He's, you know, he no, realizes there's no pellet there. Or there's no food for him there. The other one hits the button, and uh, nothing happens. Hits the button, nothing happens. And then, uh, and then the third time, he gets a pellet. He gets something to eat. Okay? Then he's got to hit it six times to get another something to eat. Right? And then, and then eventually, he, um, he hits it uh, 20 times and gets it. Right? And then eventually he doesn't get anything to eat at all. But he keeps hitting that button all the time. So the thing with me is I feel like if I hit that button and I have something to eat that I'm not supposed to eat, I think it opens the door for me to do it again, you know, in my mind. So I, uh, um, I, so I, I work the steps, right? I heard, I heard about a guy, um, I, I do this, I, I do a lot of OA meetings. I do three a week, right? Uh, I still do my AA. I don't give up. I, you know, I still get, so for, you know, I've really been spending a lot of time doing 12-step work. Um, so, um, so for me, I, um, I forget where I was at with that whole thing. But I just so what I'm what I do now is I um, uh, I go to a Sunday meeting uh, breakfast afterwards, and it's a bunch of hundred pounders, guys who have lost hundred pounds. And there's a lot of guys that are that are over 100 pounds overweight that can't lose the 100 pounds. 
and it's a, for me a very moving thing. You know, it's it's because uh, um, you realize the insanity of this disease, right? Um, and, and so for me, I I just I, somehow or other when I hit my bottom. I was able to, to turn it over to God and be willing. And I wasn't willing until I was willing. And then once I did it, I went full for, I went right into the whole thing, right? I, uh, I worked step one through uh, eight. I'm, I'm getting ready to do my ninth uh, one of these days. Uh, the way I did it with Tim is we met at six o'clock in the morning before the, uh, before the meeting, uh, and we went through the big book. All 162 pages, and we did the. Uh, I did the fourth step and the fifth step, just like it was out of the book. At the four columns, right? Um, you know, what was I resentful of? What was, uh, you know, what what was the cause? Did it hit my ego? And then the fourth one, what was my, what was my uh, my part? What was really interesting is the similarity in the fourth step uh, that I did, you know, uh, 25 years ago. In AA and the fourth step that I did, you know, uh, uh, recently. So, um, so I'm incredibly grateful for my weight loss. Not everything is perfect. I had a bad day uh, uh, on uh, yesterday. I, I, I eventually I had to get out of that uh, that business that I own, and now I've got a new job, and I'm working for a guy who used to work for me, which is you know kind of interesting. It's a good job. But it's um, after owning your own business for 25 years, it's difficult to to fit into a corporate culture that's not the one that you developed, right? So I had a rough day. I, I had a meeting with them, and, and it didn't go the way I really had hoped. Well, I kind of it went the way I thought it would, but it didn't. It certainly wasn't a fun meeting, right? So what do I do? Do I go out and you know get a Tommy Burger? No. Um, I come back. I, uh, I I go to a place of worship that I'm comfortable. And I sat there for an hour and 20 minutes and sort of meditated. And then I uh, left there and uh, I went to El Pollo Loco and had an abstinent lunch. Um, and, uh, and then I went and went back to work and did my friggin' job, right? Because my job is to do the footwork. My job is to accept life on life's terms, right? So, um, and, and for me, one of the biggest things in the big book is for page 417 of this edition is acceptance. That nothing happens in this world by mistake, right? So um, when my daughter was born with cerebral palsy, it was the worst thing in the world that ever happened. They couldn't ever imagine having a child that's disabled. Uh, but when she died at eight and a half, the tragedy wasn't that she was born. The tragedy was that she was gone, right? And it was like one of the, the, the it, it defined me as a person. In life, right, and it, and it showed me um, that there were so many people that that stepped up and did did good things for my daughter that it was just amazing. I don't look at life like other people do anymore, right? So I have to accept that that was that was exactly the way it was supposed to be. It was difficult to do. It it, it put me better in touch with God, you know, because I hated God when that happened. I was so angry. And then once I got acceptance, I was happy for, you know, I, I, my relationship with my higher power got good again. Um, I got in with a group, great group of guys. Uh, they, they turned me on to uh, listening to, podcast, to to AA while I'm walking. I exercise all the time. And, I, and they told me about this guy, Scott R., who had, uh, had lost a bunch of weight in OA and was a big shot in AA. And I knew him from AA, right? And I had no idea the guy had a weight problem. He'd never brought up his OA. And I uh, and and so I started listening to the tapes that he had, you know, and his life 
wasn't perfect after he got abstinent. His life wasn't perfect after he got sober. You know, life is in session, and my job is to accept the way it is. Um, I'm very, on a good day, I'm very, very happy, and uh, uh, and and incredibly grateful for not just losing the 92 pounds, but having kept it off for the last. Uh, it's, I've really kept it off for like the last nine months. I haven't put it back on again, and uh, that's it. Thanks. Thank you.